Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. We greet you in the name of Jesus. We greet our online guests in the name of Jesus. If you have a prayer request online, just start putting it in. We'll be praying in a minute. So if you have a prayer request, just start putting it in. We're here to bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give him some honor. Come on, let's give him some praise this morning. He is a matchless. He is the wonderful. He is the great. He is the almighty God. We bless his name this morning. Amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, let's bless the name of Jesus. Let's bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. I don't know about you guys, but I feel the presence of the Lord already in this place. Can you guys help me clap your hands? Can we praise the Lord this morning? We bless your name. Say the presence of the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. And I feel it in. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. Hallelujah, Jesus. The spirit of the spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is here. And I feel a man. I feel it in the atmosphere. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is here. We could do a little bit better than that, church. Come on, let's praise him this morning. There we go. Sing the power of the power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. And I feel it in. I feel it in the atmosphere. The power of the Lord. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. Everybody, everybody, blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. Because the Lord. Because the Lord is in the temple. Let everybody bow. Let all, let all the people praise Him now. The Lord is here. We bless Your name. The 
presence of the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel him in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. Everybody, everybody, blow the trumpet and sound the alarm. Because the Lord, because the Lord is. your name. How many of you believe we serve the God of a breakthrough? Is there anybody that needs a breakthrough in this place this morning? Breakthrough in your heart, breakthrough in your mind. Anybody believe that in this morning? We bless your name. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
undefeated one. My life and my salvation. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. You are omnipotent, omnipotent, almighty, almighty, defender, defender, my victory, my victory, my refuge, the one I run to. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough. Somebody put your hands together if you believe that this morning. Lift your hands, say breakthrough, breakthrough. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough. When I can't see my way through. And I really don't know what to do. I love to you. Break through. Walk down. down when I shout through. Strongholds break when I pray through. So I'm gonna praise you. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing, you are. You are the undefeated one. My life. And my salvation, when the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. So you are omnipotent, omnipotent, almighty, almighty, defender, defender, my victory, my victory, my refuge, my refuge the one I run to. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough. Hallelujah, Jesus. Say breakthrough. Breakthrough. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. And when I can't. When I can't see my way through. And I really. And I really don't know what to do. I look to you. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Walk for down. Walk for down when I shout through. Strongholds break. Strongholds break when I pray through. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray you. Are the you are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. When I can't when wait. I can't see my way through. Yes, Lord. And I really don't know what to do. I look to you. I look to you. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. You won't fall down. when I shout through. Strongholds break. break when I pray through. So I'm going to rise on a page. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough. I don't think you guys really believe the words that you're singing this morning. He's the God of our breakthrough. Whatever it looks like, he can break down the strongholds. He can tear down the walls. That's the mighty God that I serve this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. I bless your name. Breakthrough in my heart. Breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my struggle. You are the God, you are the God of the breakthrough in my worst, breakthrough in my brain, breakthrough when I lift and glorify your name, breakthrough when I dance, breakthrough when I shout. You are the God of the breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind, breakthrough in my spirit, breakthrough in my soul, breakthrough in my weakness, breakthrough in my struggle. You are the God. You are the God of the breakthrough in my worship, breakthrough in my praise, 
Come on, everybody. If he's the God of the breakthrough, shout breakthrough. Somebody shout breakthrough. Somebody shout breakthrough again. Let's lift our hands. And I know you have submitted your prayer requests online. And those who have prayer requests in here, just raise your hands where you are. Let's continue this atmosphere because I'm excited. It's a Holy Ghost party in CCC today. And Father, in the name of Jesus, as we extend our hands and lift our voices, hallelujah. God, you are the God of the breakthrough. We believe that, God, you can do miracles, you can do signs, and you can do wonders by no other power. Not in the power of Buddha, not in the power of Muhammad, hallelujah. Not in the power of Krishna. Why in the power of Selassie? You know there is only one name that can heal, that can deliver, that can only set free. And I command you to be free. You to be set free. You to be healed from your sicknesses. If you're watching online, believe. Because the spirits that we're hearing here, you can receive the life-changing, life power, and the ability to receive the Holy Ghost. Whatever you need, whatever you ask, just believe. Just believe. We have it. We have the Spirit of God. We believe your name. We believe in your word. And it's the God that we believe that will give us the ability to triumph over all our sick and circumstances. In Jesus' name, he is the God of the breakthrough. Put your hands together. Put your voices together. Let us harmonize unto the Lord, for we serve a God of the breakthrough.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands one more time and just worship the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Let's just thank him, Lord. Let's just thank him for his goodness, his mercies, and for his love. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Have your way among us this morning, oh God. Oh, we glorify your name. We magnify your name. We praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. And can we praise the Lord, everybody? Come on, let's praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord God. We give you glory and honor this morning, oh God. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. If you can, praise God. We want to take this time to greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. So glad to see everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, we are serving an awesome God who is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun. Our God is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. And you're here this morning. Amen. God brought you into in the sanctuary here this morning for you to praise Him. And don't hold back on your praise this morning. Because if you hold back on your praise, you refuse to get your blessing this morning. And if you want to get your blessing this morning, you're going to have to just release and just let God have His way in your lives this morning. Amen. Amen. Our online congregation, we welcome you this morning. Amen. So good to see everyone in the house of God to praise and to Worship the Lord with us. Amen. It's another beautiful day that the Lord has made. And we are rejoicing it because he has made us glad. He gave us a reason to rejoice. Amen. And we are here this morning. We're going to praise him. We're not going to let nothing stop us from praising God because he's indeed worthy to be praised. And we're so honored to be in his presence one more time. Amen. To praise and to magnify the Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to have an, uh, oh, Sister Pastor Cole in the house of God. We welcome you, Sister Cole. So glad you have you in the house of God one more time. Amen. Praise God. And for everyone that is here this morning, either for the first, second, third time, amen. We welcome you. We greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm so glad you're here to worship the Lord with us this morning. Amen. So while I was here this morning after the, the 9 a.m. service, you know, and I'm observing and see what God is doing in the hour that we're living, I said, we, 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 we have an issue. We, ha- we have a good issue. We have a good problem. Um, but we need everyone help to solve what I'm going to say. You know, most of you by now should know about our building project that we're trying to, uh, um, you know, get rather our, our new place of worship. Amen. On the screen, you can look on the screen. This is our new home of worship. It can be at any day, at any moment we can hear from the township. And we want to make sure once we get the green light from the township, we can go to the seller, sign off, paid in full, and move in, do the furnishing, whatever, to get everyone. So here's the issue that we have this morning. So after pastor was preaching, everybody was up by the podium area. We're worshiping God, and everything's going on. And um, we're we having, you know, a conflict with time clashing together, which is all right. Um, 
when, when, when God is moving in a way, we have to recognize that God is doing something and we have to be sensitive to what God is doing. And of course, we have to try our best to, to, to do what we can to accommodate God's presence in whatever way, shape, or form God is moving in our services. We don't want to enter God's presence when He's moving in the, in the Spirit. We want a service, if we have one service, it can flow right over into the second service where God continues to move, continues to bless souls, people that are reaching out for the Holy Ghost, people that want to get baptized, you know, can able to just give their heart to the Lord. So we, we're in our REACH uh, project that we're trying to raise $1.7 to $2.5 million and um, we, 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 we need your help. You know, for those that already make a commitment and you satisfy your commitment, we thank you very much for doing so. If you do have a little bit more that you want to give, give it unto the Lord. Amen. It's going for a good cause. For those of you that have, have made a commitment and you have not yet committed uh, whatever you endeavor to, you know, pledge to our commitment, we're encouraging you to do so. Amen. As I said earlier that, um, you know, once we hear from the township another few weeks, it could be another month. It could be another week. It could be a couple of days. We don't know. But we want to make sure once we get the green light, we want to walk right into it. Sign off. We can accommodate. We can worship all morning, all day. If you want, we can just praise God in every shape, fashion, without worrying about nothing. Amen. So, you know, if you have not yet been a part of the miracle, a part of what God is doing, uh, the hour that we're living in, and you want to be a part of the blessing, we're encouraging you to be a part of the miracle that God have in store for all of us. What God is preparing, it's going to be for all of us. It's not just for one person or two persons. It's not for the pastor, but it's for all of us where we can have a home to worship, to praise, and to magnify God. We can run around, you know, we can have an ear where the children can just worship the Lord. The parents don't have to worry about the kids been crying or nothing like that. They want to worship God. They can feel free, you know, leave the children in the nursery and they can run around, praise and magnify the Lord. But we need the facility, amen, so we can able to expand our boundary, amen. We want the Lord to bless us, continue. So, you know, please, I'm admonishing everyone that if you want to be a part of the blessing, be a part of the blessing. Give unto the Lord. The Lord have something in store for all of us, amen. Amen. And if there's someone in here this morning that you want to be a blessing and you're ready to write a check for 1.7 million. So yeah, so you're the, you're the other thing. If you, if you want to give us $500,000, you want to write a check. Christ, Christ Center Church. You can write a check this morning. 500000 yes. If somebody have a little extra in there, bang, and they want to pay a little bit more. Amen. It's going unto the glory of God. Amen. You're going to enjoy it so much. Amen. You're going to be a part of what you're going to say, man, look what the Lord has done. You can look back and if, for those of you that were here from the beginning, you can say, man, I remember seven years ago, eight years ago, where we were to where we are right now. Man, so be a part of the miracle that God has in store for us and that we can have a good time. Amen. Everybody say it's offering time. Amen. It's offering time. 
Amen. If you want to give online, you can go to www.myccc.faith. If you go on to give on the cash app, you can go at the dollar sign CCC 2711. And if you want to give on cash app, if you want to give uh, uh, um, on PayPal, you can go to the, the at sign Christ Center Church. If you're here and you want to pay electronic, you can pay electronic. We have two ushers in the front. You can feel free to see our ushers bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord and that the Lord will continue to bless us. Amen. We're going to invite everyone if you can stand with us if you can amen everyone if you can stand we're going to actually stand in due respect for the word amen amen let's just bow our heads this morning as we pray amen father god we love you lord we thank you for your spirit that we already feel in this place oh god as we continue to worship you lord god and our giving we ask your blessing upon every person this morning, upon every givers. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, O oh God, make a way that they too can be a part of your blessing, O oh God. We ask your Lord God that you continue to open up doors more than we can imagine or think, O oh God. You are the God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we actually think. And we ask you to have your way among us this morning. Bless us and be with us, Lord. Bless the remaining portion of the service as we give you all the glory and all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Anybody love Jesus this morning? He is so good to us. He is so good to us. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. Man, everything. I just love when we put our hearts on Jesus and just do everything all unto him. Every song we sing, every song we play, everything we do just feels like the presence of the Lord is just enhancing it. My God. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. Forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. Oh, that will never get old. Oh, worship him. Christ the Lord. Worship him. Christ the Lord. Man, oh man. Let's see what we can do this service. What a service we have in the 9 a.m. service. Oh, my Lord. Amen. Well, we should be all prepared when we get into the building, our big facility, because, my Lord, we've done a lot of repetitions. You know, not repetition meaning they're meaningless, but we have had a lot of um, opportunity to exercise the gifts and talents that God has given us by doing these two services. And so when we go back to one, we probably won't know what to do with ourselves. I was telling my wife back there, I said, Spirit of the Lord, move. We're just going to lay out on the carpet. And just, say, I just, I'll let, just leave me for a while. <laughs> you know, as Brother Scarlett is talking and sharing the vision of what it's like to have the kids in nursery and not have to worry about anything and just have the space all day. We can run around all we want, not bump into one another. All of that stuff is just, it's just going to be fantastic. I look forward to it. Amen. God is doing some great things. Amen. This morning we had a guest. We knew her some time back, and um, she ended up here because she was looking for a church, and she was looking, and she couldn't find one, and she gave up and she said, God, I, I want to find a Pentecostal church, and I just, what am I going to do? And she went searching. Lo and behold, Christ-centered church popped up. I love y'all. Keep on searching. Go to Google every time you get and Google our church. It, 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 for those of you that might not understand, the more we Google our church, the more we get to the top of the search engine when people search for Christ in the church or Pentecostal church or apostolic church. When they do that, when we go on a lot and look, even though you know the website address, just, just, just go to Google and Google Christ in the church. And the more we do that, the more you can do when you're in church, too. It's okay. We, I know old school saying, what are you doing with your phone in the church? Uh, that we're past that. You can have your phone in the church. Just make sure it's being used for the kingdom of God and you're doing God's will. <laughs> That's it. So, so we're not, we're, I'm not worried about you having your phone. <laughs> Amen. Especially Sometimes people use their phone to Google stuff. You know, when you read a certain statistic, they say, let me check and make sure he's saying the right thing. <laughs> so phones is just a part of what we do now, and I'm okay with it. I'm not here to do anything but do God's will. Amen. But um, Sister Diane was in the house, and she was just so blessed. And um, I'm glad she found us, and um, it's the will of God. It's nothing that we have done, and so we're grateful for what God is doing. Amen. Also, um, we have two guests with us. Um, we have with us David and Arthel. David and Arthel. We welcome you to Christ Center Church. So... David, Arthel, I'm sorry if I'm saying too much, but, you know, I just can't help myself sometimes, and I hope I don't offend you, but they're from Brooklyn. Yeah, they're from Brooklyn. 
But, you know, they're smart enough to know it's nice to hang out in Brooklyn, but we want to live in Jersey. (laughs) They're like us. Don't we like to go to Brooklyn, too? We sure do, but we don't want to live in Brooklyn. (laughs) So, So they live in Brooklyn, but I think that they're contemplating and praying. So pray with them. Pray that God will direct them where he wants them to be. Because wherever God wants them to be, that's the best place for them. Right? So we'll pray that God will direct them in where they need to be. But we welcome them in our service today here at Christ Center Church. We're so glad you're with us, and we pray the blessings of God upon you. All right. Well, um, I am going to get this name right. Um, Huh? Okay. Zainal? Zainab? Oh, Zainab. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. That's your mom? Yeah? Okay. Okay. What's your name? Okay. I didn't get it, but you said it straight, so I'm just going to say okay. Isaiah, that's, that's, you're related to him, Isaiah? No? He's your friend. All right. Well, we welcome both of you into Christ Center Church today. We're so grateful that you're here. Amen. And to all of you that have come to be with us today, our guests especially, whatever we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please let us know. Amen. God is good, and we're, we're so glad that you're here with us. Amen. As Brother Scarlett said, I don't know what we're going to do, and as the weather changes a little bit, and as um, you know, people feel a little bit more comfortable coming out you know, and being together again, I don't know. Well, the Lord knows. He'll open up the door quick enough for us to get in that building. Because that was interesting this morning when I'm looking at the 9 a.m. service. And I'm like, okay, we're at the altar. We're going to leave in a second. But the Spirit of the Lord had the people held at the altar. So I'm like, well, they're not leaving because God is moving on them. And then I see the back door open. People are coming. I'm like, okay. And we're in the fire station. (laughs) Amen. But we love the Lord and we thank God for what he's doing here. We cherish all of our memories, everything that's going on here. Uh, we know that we don't have enough room, but we don't despise it because God sent us here. And we are so, so grateful that we came and God has shown us that he put a stamp of approval on us being here. So we don't want to leave until God said it's time to leave. That's just, it's just that safe um, to say we don't want to leave until God wants us to leave. Amen. We have a baptismal certificate. So on February 27th, 2022... Arlene McPherson was baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Come on, Sister Arlene. Call her sister. Come on, Sister Arlene. So, you know, I can't help it. I got to tell all the secrets. So Arlene's been around, you know, a little bit. She, you know, she's been around church. And um, I don't know, you know, she's been around the people. I know those people. That, that, that have a problem with why is it so important, why you got to get baptized in Jesus' name, and why y'all keep talking. It's not just Jesus only. She's been around those people for a long time. So she held out on us for a long time, not wanting to get baptized in Jesus' name, because in her mind, what's the difference? I'm, I got baptized. And she held out. And one day the Holy Ghost had a plan for her. So on the 22nd, on the 27th, on the 27th of February, the Holy Ghost had a plan, right? And so she came to church like regular, think she was just going to go back home as regular. And the Holy Ghost just moved on her. Even that day, I heard the word on the street is little Isaiah had some plans that day. And, and usually, you know, he's pretty, you know, cool, but he had plans. And he kept on saying, Mom, come on, we got to go home. 
But the Holy Ghost had her in check so good. She couldn't go home. She had to go get baptized in Jesus' name. And here she is. Here you go, Sister Arlene. This is your certificate. Take a good picture of it there, Brother Tom. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Sister Arlene. You got to show that to all your friends. All the friends that told you, you ain't got to get baptized again. Go, you got to show that to all of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where did we go from here this morning? A lot going on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Scarlett helped you out this morning. Understand, give your reach offering. We need some money because when the time comes for us to sit down at the table, we need to have a, a hefty deposit. A hefty deposit. The people that finance us say, you got to have a hefty deposit for us to back you financially for what you can't afford. So please, we need a miracle. Amen. We need a financial miracle. But God is able to do exceeding and abundant above whatever we can ask or think. Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Amen. Worship him, Christ our Lord. Amen. How you feeling today, church? <laughs> I said to myself, I hope I can make it happen one more time. Lord, touch my body and touch my mind. Amen. I'll be happy when we go to one service. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Hallelujah. But I will say this um, before we get started. This church is about God's kingdom. Been around a little bit, and I talk to different pastors and different people all around um, the, the country and uh, around the globe. Talk to people. And. Um, Sometimes we start out right as Christians, as pastors, as churches, and then we find ourselves going sideways. And um, I don't know all of the details sometimes that cause a church to start going sideways. Or, um, but we just need to make sure we develop the right habits of doing kingdom work, of being about the Lord's kingdom. And we will continue to go forward and God will bless us. But whatever you can do to support the vision of this church for us to move to our new facility, because as I told you, we're going to have a great, great presence in what God is doing in this region, establishing apostolic ministry. We're going to have a good hand and influence in what God is doing in this northeast region, establishing apostolic ministry. I really know within my heart. I feel like the spirit of the Lord has impressed that upon me. So um, there, there, this is not a time to think that you can just go to church if you're in this church. I don't think it's going to be like that in any other churches, but I will say just for this church, this is not the church where you're going to say, I'm just going to church. What do you mean by that, preacher? What I mean by that is God is going to use this church, and that means all of us in this church. Right. When, when we say God is going to use the church, he's talking about all of us. That's a part of this church. He's going to use us to do something significant. So if we just want to chillax and just kind of chill. You're going to be you're, 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 you're going to be disrupted in your chillaxing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, because God is going to, you know, kind of nudge you there. 
to get involved and, and be a part of what he wants to do in the Northeast region. You notice I didn't just say in Hamilton. I didn't just say, you know, in the outskirts, but I'm saying in this region. So what he's going to do will be in the Northeast corridor is going to be in this region. And we're going to be a big part of what God is doing in the Northeast region just because he's decided that's what he wants to do. That has nothing to do with your degrees or your intelligence. It's just what he wants to do. And all we can do is like say, thank you, Lord. Uh, I appreciate you allowing us to be a part of what you're doing. That's all we can do because it's nothing special about us. It's just what God chooses to do. Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 1. I guess you have the overhead to read there, so let me get right into it. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Jesus, your presence is in this house. You have moved upon us this morning already, and you continue to move upon us. We're here today in person and virtual, looking to you, Lord God, to speak to our hearts, looking to you to do what only you can do within our heart. And Lord, we yield to you today and we ask that you have your way. We need a touch from you. We need an encounter with you. We want a change to take place within our soul. We want to move further and closer to you, Lord God. We want to know and understand our calling in you, Lord Jesus. I pray this morning your anointing will flow in my life upon me and that you'll touch the hearing of your people, the heart of your people, and you will impart to them what you will. Father, have your way today that we will not leave the same way we came in. We thank and praise you for all these things. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. 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 You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit. You and I have been called to the kingdom of God for a purpose. You've heard me said many times that if all God wanted you to be is to be saved, the day you repented and got baptized and got filled with the spirit of the Lord, you would have ascended to heaven if that's all God wanted to do was save you. 
And oftentimes we like to focus on I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. You know that cliche? We like to say how saved we are and we like to say how much God loves us. And we like to say that, you know, you know, uh, you know, God is my Lord. And we say all these things. And, you know, I believe most of the times when we say them, we really mean them. But sometimes we can be ignorant of what we're saying, that even though we mean some things that we say, we're still ignorant of what we're saying because we don't know. We only know what we know we don't know what we don't know <laughs> in our redemption there is purpose and so even though the end result the end goal is that one day we will walk on the street of gold one day we will be in the presence of the Lord forever and be with him and that there will be no crying and no dying and there would be no mourning and no sorrow that, that day will come when we will experience that. But until that day comes, we have purpose in the Lord Jesus. And so we must understand that our time for being with Jesus eternity, eternally has not yet come. So while we're here, we need to understand what is our purpose in the Lord. The purpose of what God has called us to do is often opposed by sin. So sin in our life opposes the, the purpose of God for our life. And, and sometimes even worldliness tries to hinder us from fulfilling the purpose of God in our life. So a lot of times we're striving and seeking to, to know our purpose in God, to, to fulfill our purpose in God. But here comes something that tries to trip us up and get us to sin. Here come worldliness that get our focus on the, the things of this world and take our focus off Jesus. And, and we, we, we divert from trying to go forward in fulfilling our purpose. Let me tell you, our intellect, our ingenuity, our experiences are not enough to fulfill God's purpose in our life. I know many of us are smarter than we've ever been. We're sharper than we've ever been, more educated than we've ever been. But I'm here to tell you all of that is not sufficient enough to fulfill God's purpose in our life. You see, God's purpose is spiritual and physical things are not able to fulfill the purpose of God. I read in the scripture where the Bible says, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so we have to know that if we're going to see God's will, it's not going to be by the power and the strength of man. We need the spirit of God to help us whatever we're doing. For by the spirit, the most powerful divine influence is exercised upon our soul. God does not merely reveal himself to us just to say, here I am, but he wants to act, move upon our soul so we can have his influence working in our life. It's not just about God revealing himself and we say, oh, I know who he is. He said, now that you know, let me move upon your soul. Will you let me act upon you so I can fulfill my will in you and through you? The power and the influence of the Spirit was needed to write the Scriptures. Huh. Holy men of God spake as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. The Lord illuminated the mind of the writers of the Bible that they could write. Therefore, he will illuminate the mind of the readers that they can read. This all happens by the power of the Spirit. 
We need the power of the Spirit to work in our life. When someone surrender his or her life to the Lord Jesus, what they do is they repent of their sins. They're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, submerged in water. The Bible says for the remission of sins, even though this is a physical act, the words declared over that person's life when they're being baptized, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Those words that are declared and spoken over the person that's being baptized, those words are spirit and they are life. And so when we get someone to baptize them, physically we are baptizing them, but the words that we're declaring, those words are spiritual. And so it is the spirit that does the work. And so while we can focus and say, oh, why is it so important to be baptized? Because the act is physical, but what takes place is spiritual. Because when we obey the word of God, we're not just obeying the word of God. We're obeying the spirit of God because it's the spirit that makes it all work. Yeah. Baptism is not just the formula that, ah, you can do it if you want, but if not, eh, no big deal. That's not the way it works. The Bible says God's word is spirit and they are life. So when we obey God's word, we're actually just flowing by the spirit of God and not just some words. The word of God is very important to us. As the Lord fills us with his spirit, this is still a part of our process in being born again. As the Lord fills us with his spirit, with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with tongue, the power of the spirit starts moving upon our soul and begins to work and begin to transform us. We may perform physical act in baptism, but the transformation of that life that is baptized that transformation of that life is by the power of the Spirit of God and not physical. Hear me, church. The secret to our faith is the Spirit and the Word. The secret to our faith is the Spirit and the Word. Hear me. We can't water down the Word of God. We can't change the Word of God. We can't make the Word of God say what we want it to say because then you lose power. Remember what I told you. The Word is power and is spirit. The Word is life and it is power. And so we have to realize that you can't just do what you think the word is saying. You have to understand what the word of God is saying. This morning, uh, I was talking to Jamali before he left, and he said to me, Pastor, I want to understand more. I look on YouTube, and I, and I, and I listen to preaching, and, and he's telling me what he's doing. He says, but I'm still not understanding. I know i got to have faith. He said, what do I do? I said, go to the book of John and start reading John chapter 1. Read it all the way through. Take your time and read it and ask God to give you illumination so you can understand his word because not until we get into this book into his word and learn his word not roundabout I think it's saying this no 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 get to the word and see what it's saying and when you can't understand it ask God to illuminate your mind and help you to understand what it's really saying because the secret of your faith is in the power of the spirit and the word of God glass is broken well it'll be alright if I make a mistake you guys say well he don't have his glasses 
secret to our faith is the spirit and the word. We need to grant the spirit of God access in our life, church. We need to grant the Holy Spirit access in our life. Somehow we don't want to talk enough and we don't want to get involved enough with the with, with, with the Holy Spirit. We, we think it's hocus pocus. We, we, we think it's, uh, I don't understand all that spiritual stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit of the Lord is real. And you must become accustomed to it. You must become aware of the spirit of God moving and working in your life because it's the spirit that provides the power that you need it's the spirit that provides the power it's not us that has the power it's the spirit that has the power mm-hmm. and so the vision that the Lord showed Zerubbabel that we read earlier on in Zechariah chapter 4 The vision that the Lord showed Zerubbabel, it talked about candlestick of gold. Talked about the bowl on top of the candlestick. It talked about two olive trees, one on the right, one on the left. There was a message that God was given Zerubbabel in that vision. God don't give you a vision and there not be a message in the vision. He's not showing you something just to say, look at that. You know, that's us. We, 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 oh, wow, that's cute. And it means nothing. If God shows you a vision, it's a message in there. And so God showed Zerubbabel a, a vision which had a message. You know what that message was? That message was, Zerubbabel, your work will be accomplished. Zerubbabel, your purpose will be fulfilled. You see, just when we get to the point of feeling like we're going to quit, you see, when we get to that point of where we don't know what to do and where to turn, God will come right in and let you know it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, and Sometimes we're going about doing things uh, by our own might, uh, by our own power. And God have to say, uh, I'm going to let you just go ahead and do it uh, in your own strength. Uh, I'm just going to let you go ahead and do it uh, according to your own intellect. Uh, I'm just going to let you go ahead uh, and do it all on your own. uh, So it will not, it will not uh, succeed. And so you're doing it on your own. You're doing it on your own. And God said, go ahead. Go ahead. Because God knows that thing will not amount to anything when you do it on your own. When you do it on your own, it might look like a success temporarily. When you do it on your own, it only looks successful to our eyes. But guess what? The Bible talks about when trials and and judgment come, your work get burned up because it was your work. It was your work. And so God is letting this man of God, he's letting Zerubbabel know, I know you've been trying your best. I know you've been working hard. 
I know you've been doing everything that you could, Zerubbabel. I know. I know you have influence. I know you can do some things. I know you have ingenuity. I know you're pretty smart. I know people support you, Zerubbabel. I know all those things are going on for you. But Zerubbabel, I'm here to tell you, all those things are not enough for you to be victorious. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need me to help you. And that's what the message was that God was given, Zerubbabel. So when you read that text in, in, in uh, Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 6, it's saying it's not by might, talking about the might, the strength of people. It's not by power, talking about the power of humans. It's by the spirit of the Lord. And that's what God was communicating to Zerubbabel to tell him. It's by my spirit that what you are trying to do will be completed. What you're trying to get done will only get done by my spirit there's some of us in here today we're struggling we're struggling and we're trying to get things done and we're getting frustrated we're, we're getting upset uh, every once in a while we come to church and we say well God, you got to tell me something because I'm tired of this. God, you got to help me in this situation because I'm tired of this. Well, God has come to give you a word today. And his word today is you've been doing it in your own strength. You've been doing it in your own power. You're trying to make it happen on your own. You're trying to do it all on your own. And I want you to know it's not by your might. It's not by your power. But it is by my spirit. I watch sometimes, I read sometimes, and I listen sometimes how uh, people do their own thing and then they say, man, God is so good. We, we do things that we are enjoying, you know, we, 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 we happen to do something and, and we say, man, God is so good. And, and the truth is, you did that. That had nothing to do with God. You did that on your own and you're saying God is so good. No, you're being good to yourself. But I'm here to tell you, God says, will you give him full access? Will you give him full access to your life? Because what he wants to do, you cannot do. And if you continue to try to do what you think God wants to do in your life, you're going to become frustrated. You're going to become just, just, just worn out because you're trying to make this all happen. And God has sent me here to tell you today, stop trying to make it happen on your own. You need to yield and give the Spirit of God full access, not just a little bit of access, but full access to work in your life because God wants to help you. God wants to help your church. He don't want you to do it on your own because you cannot do it on your own. God wants to help you. Uh. You see, Zerubbabel was the civic ruler at that time. He represented the nation's strength, the might, the resources. The, 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 the defense, the army, the defense of the army during that time. So he was bidden not to rely on these things because God, oh, I can't tell you, man, oh man, I wish God, listen, God, can we just, oh, church, if we would just give God the access that he needs. God has a style. That's Jamaican talk. You probably won't figure that out. But God has a style. 
of always coming at you to call you out on the things you always relying on. That's his style. You talk to him about it on your own while he does it. I think I have an idea why he does it. But he had this style about him that the thing that you rely on the most, because if you're relying on a thing, it's not him. So the thing that you're relying on the most, sooner or later, I don't want to scare you, but I know my God. Sooner or later, he's going to come and point you right in your chest. You know that I've been telling you about stop relying on that. Listen, God is so focused on coming at you about that thing. He did it with Abraham's son. This is how, this is, this is how, I mean, he said, yo, you think everything revolve around Isaac because that's your heir. That's the one. You think everything revolves around, you got to protect him, put him in bubble wrap because that's your heir. God could care less about your heir, what you think is the most important, what you're relying on. He's coming at you and he's going to point and says, that thing that you've been relying on, I'm telling you right now, you better stop relying on that. Whatever you're relying on, whatever you've been relying on, God says, stop relying on it and start relying on him. In this modern day, we might rely on our resources because, you know what, we have a great education, so we got a nice job, and we're able to get paid good money. And so we rely on our job, and God said, you better stop relying on that. We're relying on our position that we might have, and God said, stop relying on that. We're relying on, we're raising our kids, he's going to go pro one day. God said, stop relying on that. The things that we're relying on outside of the Lord, he is here today to tell us, stop relying on those things. You need to rely on me. You need to put your trust in me. You need to give full access to me and stop doing what you want to do. We have a style of telling God or telling people, I'm doing my best. And God wants you to know this morning, your best is not what he called you to do. He called you to obey him, not do your best. When you do your best, you're totally relying on yourself. When you do what God wants you to, you rely on him. This is why you can't rely on your best. Stop telling people as a Christian, well, you, you know, every, nobody ain't perfect. I'm doing my best. Stop that. It's a built-in excuse that makes you keep relying on yourself. He wants you to rely on him. He wants you to give him full access. When you do that, you won't say, I'm doing my best. You will say, I can do all things through Christ. You will say, God is my refuge and strength. You will trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. You will just let the Lord lead you. We got to stop relying on self. We got to stop relying on our resources. That's what the Lord came to let Zerubbabel know. Stop relying on your resources. On your power, on your knowledge, on, 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 on who you know. He says you need to stop that. You see, we're always prone to rely on material. 
Yeah, we're prone to rely on the things that we possess. Never has there been a more prevalent time than today that we rely on our resources. Everybody in this room got a phone. And if you leave that phone, you turn it back around. You know, if you leave that phone, you turn it back around. And you probably won't stop the. Maybe the Lord want me to leave the phone today. Maybe the Lord want me to talk to him today. So that's why he allowed me to leave the phone. No, you don't care if you get to work late. I'm going back for my phone. If you like me, you got the iPad. You say, well, I can use my iPad. I might can't talk on it, but I can do some Zoom on it. I can do But we rely on the phone. But the phone is created by man. So when when we're relying on phones, we're not relying on Jesus. We're not relying on Jesus. We rely more on Google to give us information than we do going to God in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Now we go to Google. What does Google say? Mm Mm-hmm. And so we're prone these days to rely on our stuff. On, on what we can come up with, on what our ingenuity can help us to come up with. But you know what we better realize? Everything we can create, everything that we can, can do or to gather, it is our spirit that helps us to even understand how to make these things or how to create these things. It's only because the Lord gives us insight and understanding for us to even know how to create things, on how to even do things. <laughs> yeah. We boast of what science we have discovered, of what our hands have wrought. Look, man says, at the bridges which span mighty livers, at the tunnels I have bored. Through the earth. See how I can control the electric spark and make it light up great cities and send my messages to the ends of the earth by the touch of a button. These are the things that we think about and say, look at us. We're smart. And we haven't even thought about, well, where did that all come from? I mentioned this morning that all the animals were named. By Adam. Adam never went to school. There were no Ivy League school back then. So how did Adam know what to name all those animals? And then you ready for this one? And then when God put him to sleep and took the rib out of his side and fashioned and formed a woman and breathed into her and she became a living soul. When she started coming at him, Adam says, that is bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. And today, woman is still called woman by some nun going to college dude. That's what I got to come with, y'all. By some nun going to college dude. The dude didn't even go to elementary school. (laughs) No high school. No degree. But the dude called you woman, and today you're still woman. But we want to believe that we're so smart now that we don't need God. 
Oh, church, come on. It is not by might. It's not by power. But it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. We need God's spirit in everything that we do. We are not able to do everything on our own. We need God. We need God. Uh Uh-huh. Hear me. Knowledge comes from God. Knowledge comes from God. So when you come up with stuff, even though it's natural, even though it's not spiritual, God gives you insight how to create and to make these things. Listen, Steve Jobs wasn't no Christian, but the bottom line is God used him to create the iPhone. Whatever the reasons behind it is, I don't know, but God used him. The knowledge that he has and has passed on for all the technology that we have in Apple, thank God he wasn't no Christian. But guess what? He didn't get that on his own. As a matter of fact, this is interesting as I'm talking to you. This is interesting. They say a lot of people that have discovered different things, Facebook, all the a lot of technology. They come out of Harvard. They say more people leave Harvard creating something for the world and not graduate than any other university. But here's what's interesting. I'm just thinking about it. They didn't finish, they didn't finish school, but they came up with the technology, the insight, that creativity, whatever they created, and they never finished school. So clearly, we have kind of ignore that the spirit of God has always been working in the background. We, 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 we go to these nice universities and we think, well, you know, I got to get my education and I got to get this. And, and, and we're not paying attention that, man, people are coming up with all of these discoveries and making these things and they didn't even finish school. Drop out. So apparently the knowledge is coming from someplace else. Because school knowledge is just a formality of what we need to know as a society. So what we do, really, when you think about it, and I'm not discouraging and disparaging school and college, we need them. But really what it's doing is it's, 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 it's almost like they're, they're feeding us the formality of knowledge that they want us to have so we all can do what we think our world should do. It, it, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, the world come together, the educators come together and say, here's where we want our world to go. And since we want our world to go this way, we're going to come up with these curriculums that support the knowledge and information to make the world end up this way. (laughs) If that's what you want to live by, you go ahead and live by that. I thank God for all the different information that we have discovered and all the things we've created i thank god for it but guess what that's not what i'm relying on i'm relying on the spirit of the lord to give me insight to give me knowledge to give me guidance and direction it is the knowledge of god that i'm relying on we need the power of the spirit to infuse the knowledge that we need from god In the vision, Zerubbabel saw 
The lampstand in the tabernacle was symbolic of the Messiah, the light of the world, who one day would come and give the light of life to all who would trust him. And so in John chapter 8, verse number 12, the word of the Lord said, Then spake Jesus again unto them, Followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And so, all throughout Old Testament, the word of God was leading us to the revelation of Jesus Christ being almighty God, so we will understand things that is to come. And so, Jesus showed them in the vision. Zerubbabel saw in the vision how the lampstand produced the light. Meaning behind it, the candlestick also spoke of the nation of Israel, the nation of God that had been chosen to be the light in the dark world. Spiritual darkness was up on the world way back when and still is today. But back then it was the children of Israel that was the light. Today, the church is that light. The church is the light of the world. Not because we are the light, but because the light is in us. The light is in us. The light is in us. Amen. When you're living for God and you're filled with God's spirit, the light is turned on. You have the spirit of God in you. People are always going to say to you, why you look so different? I don't know for those of you that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, um, that you didn't have the Holy Ghost all your life. Have you ever tried going back and look at your life before you were filled with the spirit? I've done that, and I got to be honest with you. I can see that there was no light in me. You, I'm, I'm just telling you, I go back, and if I see a picture of me before Christ, I said, no light. And then I see a picture after Christ, light. Uh, you don't have to, I'm, I'm just being honest with myself. You don't have to be honest with yourself, but, you know, I'm just being honest with myself. I feel like I, feel like I look younger now than I did 30 years ago. So that's the light that I'm talking about. See, I had to get you there. So if you, if you feel like you look younger now, if you look at your pictures from before you were saved and then after you're saved and you feel like, I look younger now that I'm saved, the light. The light makes you look younger. Uh-huh. And when you weren't saved, you weren't there were no light in you, so you were darker, so you look older. Let that settle a little bit. Let it settle a little bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Help us, Jesus. <laughs> Believers today must keep in mind that the church is the light in the dark world, and we must depend on the Holy Ghost to enable us to bear witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we talk about the church, it's all of us who have been born again that makes up the church. So we are the light because we have the light dwelling in us, the Holy Spirit. That's the light in us. We cannot effectively be witnesses for Christ without the light. The light illuminates your mind. The light influences your understanding. So when you do witness you know what you're talking about, not because you're smart, but because you have the influence of the spirit, the power of the spirit. We need the spirit. In Revelation chapter one through chapter three, 
Local churches are symbolized by individual lampstands, and the purpose of the lampstand is to give light. If we don't do what Christ commands us to do, he will take away the lampstand. If the church don't be the church and do what it's supposed to do, the Lord will remove that church. This is another reason why you don't have to worry about this church. As long as the Lord allowed me to pastor this church, I can't get involved with anything that's not accomplishing anything. I can't. Anything that's just not doing anything, getting something done, I just got to get away from it. I can't. And so I can't be a part of something that's not accomplishing anything, that's not doing anything. I'm just like, I got to get away from it. And I realize that only the Lord can accomplish what needs to be accomplished in his church and through his church. So I could never be a part of the church unless it was the Lord working in the church. So I'm telling you that as long as I'm leading this church, you don't have to worry about me doing my own thing. Because I've learned that what I do, it doesn't matter and it can't accomplish anything. It's what the spirit of the Lord will do through me that that accomplishes anything. So we're all about the kingdom in this church. God didn't gift me to be, he, he, he didn't make me a gifted preacher. The only problem is with that, y'all decided what y'all thought was gifted preacher. Don't, don't get me started about that. So according to what we have decided as a society, I'm not a gifted preacher. I rely on the power of the spirit. <laughs> That's where I'm going. I rely on the power of the spirit. So for me to ever be effective, I have to tap into and allow the spirit to flow in my life. If that's not happening, I can't do what God wants me to do, which means I will be a frustrated dude. So I have to rely on the spirit of God. So as long as I'm here, you know, you're going to get spirit, spirit and word, because I can't do it on my own. I I don't have what it takes to 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 preach and make you all think, man, that was good preaching. And y'all got nothing because that's what gifted preachers do. They preach and y'all say, man, he was good. Okay, what happened? (laughs) He was good. Okay, what happened? You ought to say God was good. He used that preacher. We don't say that. We, we, We like to put the preacher first. Oh, that preacher preached. Oh, really? Next time you say that, maybe it wasn't by the power of the spirit. Maybe it was some giftedness the dude used or the gal used. But when you say, man, God moved, he sure did use that preacher. Now we're on track. Now we're on track. Now we're on track. When, when the spirit of God moves and God does great things, now we're on track. But if we got to leave and say, ooh, that preacher. Be careful. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Be careful. It's not about the preacher. It's about the spirit of the Lord working. Mm -hmm. Also in the vision, Zerubbabel saw two olive trees. I'm going to let you go in a second because I know it's hot. Zerubbabel saw two olive trees which were feeding the lampstand with oil. Oil is the power source to provide light. Oil is the power source to provide light. So those of you that don't know, some of us do know that back in the day, When you didn't have electricity, in order for you to have light, you had a lamp. 
And in the lamp, what it has, it has a container with oil. Then it has a wick in it, right? The wick touching the oil and the wick coming up. So when you, when you light the wick, then guess what? It, it catch on fire because of the oil that wet the wick. And that's how it go. And you know when the oil run out at the bottom, wick is not wet. It can't light anymore. Fire go out. Woo! Help me, Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the oil that fueled the light. The Holy Ghost is the thing that will help you to stay lit. You know how people like to say, man, it was lit. They don't know what lit is because until the Holy Ghost is moving in your life, until the Holy Ghost is feeding the power into the wick, you have not yet been lit. You are only lit when the Holy Ghost, the power, begin to move in you. That's the only time you can be lit. When people want to talk about it was lit, you ought to ask them, was the power of the Holy Ghost moving? Because if it wasn't, that ain't nothing. That ain't what you call lit. It's when the Spirit moves that we experience something that's lit. It ain't lit. Except for by the Spirit of God. The candlestick, the lampstand. The oil, Sister Crystal, in the vision, on one side of the lampstand was an olive tree. On the other side was another olive tree. This is what the scripture says about the vision. And you know what the Lord was showing Zerubbabel? He was showing him the olive tree is the thing that produces the oil. <laughs> and he was showing them that tree that's beside that lampstand is trying to let you know the oil is being pumped into the light, into the lampstand. And guess what? The oil can't run out. I'm here to tell you the oil cannot run out. The power of the Spirit is the oil, and it can't run out. You can trust in the Lord and know His power. It can't run out. If you're weary, if you're tired, if, 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 if you feel like you don't have no strength, that's you. But it don't mean you have to remain that way. <laughs> because uh, if you don't depend on you, will just begin to tap into the power of the spirit, the oil. <laughs> if you will begin to say, Father, I'm weary and I'm weak and I'm tired and I'm weary. Oh, God. But I ask today that you will allow the oil to flow into me. As you will allow the oil to flow in me, that I will receive strength. That the power of God will renew my strength. Some people need some renewing of the strength in here today. You, you need renewing of the strength in this house today. You need renewing of the strength today. You, 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 you're, you're weary. You're, 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 the, the, the oil has gone out. And you need some renewing. You need some strength. And God is sending me by here today to tell you, if you will just give access to him, he will begin to flow. If you will give access to him, he will begin to move. If you will give access to him, he will begin to strengthen. The Lord is the one who provides power and light. 
He does it by his spirit. Power and light comes from the Lord. Why? This is why the prophet heard the word from the Lord. It's not by your power. It's not by your might. It's not by your ingenuity. It's not by what you can do, Zerubbabel. It's by my spirit will it get done. Church, if you don't get it today before you leave, I want you to know God is wanting us to know it's only by his spirit will the things that you're struggling with get done. You're struggling because you don't have the power. When you have power, you just bulldoze. When you have the power, you just move things out the way. And so if you're struggling, obviously you don't have the power. And so God is trying to get you to understand today, he is the power source. And so what you're struggling with, you need to go to the Lord and you need to just give him access in your life so he can be the power that will just move out of your way the things that's trying to stop you and hinder you. The power source is God and you have to go to him to help you because you can't do it on your own. All right, let me close up here. There are three ways we attempt to do the work of God or try to do our thing, whatever we want to do. We can trust our own strength and our own wisdom, or we can borrow the resources of our world, or we can depend on the power of the Spirit. What are you doing today? What are you going to do today? Are you going to do it in the way you think you can with your own wisdom and your own strength? Or are you going to borrow the resources of this world? You know, rely on people? Uh, 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 uh. Somebody in here needs some financial blessing. Somebody need, need, need some money. You need some money and you're contemplating whether or not you're going to go to somebody and borrow it. And God want me to tell you, why don't you try him right now? Don't go borrow it. I mean, if you want to go use the resources of men and go get it that way, that's fine. But God has sent me by you to tell you he can do it for you if you will trust him. Why don't you forget about who you were thinking about going to borrow that money from? Leave, leave, leave them out of it. That's, that's resources of men. It's different when God sends somebody to give you money than when you go to them and ask them. You're hearing me? It's different when God sends somebody to put some money in your hand than when you go to them and say, can I borrow? When you go, that's on your strength. When you pray and say, God, you know my situation. You know all I need. Will you, God, open up the windows of opportunity for me? Will you provide for me, Lord? When you pray those kind of prayers and you get what you get, it was by the power of God, not by your efforts. Somebody, God is telling you, don't go. Don't, don't, don't go to that individual. I, I, I know you thought about, you didn't want to go to begin with, but, but, but you felt like you had no other choice. And God has come to tell you today, do not go. Look to him. Sincerely go to God and pray today. Sincerely trust the Lord today to open up the door for you and provide for you. God is wanting to show us that it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by his spirit. We're relying on our own strength. We're relying on our own way of doing things. And it is not lasting because it only lasts for a little bit. When you do it your way, it's only temporary. It seems like it's going great when you do it your way just for a short while. And then later on, everything falls apart. And you're wondering, what in the world happened? 
Uh, I thought that was working just right. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you it seemed like it was working right, uh, but you did it with your own strength. Uh, you did it under your own ingenuity. And God said, you never look to me. And you did it on your own. So God want me to tell you today, will you trust him? Will you give him access to your life and say, God, I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm worn out. And so I give you access today. I yield to you today and say, God, have free reign in my life by your spirit. Stand with me. God, have free reign in my life by your spirit. God, have free reign in my life by your spirit. Oh, oh, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way in my life, Lord. With their limited resources, completing the temple must have looked to those Jews as impossible, as, as, as moving mountain really looked to us. You know when you see a mountain, you can't move it. There's, there's, a, there's, a, um, there's a way I take when I go to Connecticut. I take Route 15 through Connecticut, from New York through Connecticut. And every time we go Route 15, there is a tunnel that we go through that is cut. It, it, it's, a, it's actually a, a road cut out in, that, in, in, that, in the hill. So as you're going, you see a mountain. And you're like, my goodness, that is a mountain before us. But guess what? They cut out a tunnel. And so you go through that tunnel on Route 15. But, but, but when you look at it, you say, wow, there's a mountain. And without that tunnel, you couldn't get that mountain to be moved. You could not get on the other side. You would have to just take another route. But God has come to speak to your heart to tell you he will move mountains if he needs to. Mountains are not an issue for him. So your big obstacles, your big problem, your big mountain that is in your life that you think, Pastor, you don't understand. Your situation that looks so difficult and you're saying, Pastor, you don't really, I've tried everything and, and you have prayed before. I've, I put my name on a prayer list and nothing has happened. I'm here to tell you, you just have to give God access. Give access to the spirit of the Lord. The Jews did not think that they were going to be able to do what God had called them to do. But the Lord told Zerubbabel that he would, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of his spirit, he would level that mountain and make it plain. He didn't say, I will make a tunnel. Woo. He didn't say, I will cut away in that mountain. He says, I will move the mountain by flattening that mountain. Your situation, your circumstance, what you're going through, it might seem like a mountain to you, but I'm here to tell you, God says, if you will yield to me, I will flatten that thing out and make it just look like a roadway. You will walk on top of your mountain. You will walk on top of your mountain because your mountain will become a roadway for you to walk on, a roadway for you to drive on. That mountain you see that looks so huge, that looks so big, God has sent me to tell you it's not as big as you think because he can flatten it and make it plain and you will be able to walk on it. You will be able to drive on it and you will say oh my god I never thought this mountain could be now removed yes because you saw it by your own eyes and God is saying it's not my might nor my power but it's by my spirit that the mountain is church when I preach to you I'm not just preaching to you I'm preaching to myself 
and I've had some experiences in life where sometimes only only you know you know just like I I'm only the only one that know my situation and sometimes you know that I'm just going to trust God. He may not come when you want him, but he will be there right on time. I'm here to tell you today, God has caution to speak to your heart. What I'm telling you is a word from the Lord that you must know. I don't care how bad it looks. All I want you to do, do not remove yourself from out of God's presence. Do not remove yourself from out of the church. Do not remove yourself from praying and calling on the name of the Lord. Do not remove yourself from the spirit of God working in your life because God says I know where you are I've got you covered I will move when I need to move I will do what I need to do when the right time is here don't you move yourself the devil is trying to get you to move yourself the devil is trying to get you to move because when you move you will be out of position and he will take advantage of you the devil is trying his best to get you to move Oh, hallelujah. Church God is doing something in your situation even now. The devil is mad because God has exposed him. Because God is working on your behalf. The power of the Spirit is working in your life. Give him full access. Give him the access that he wants. Give him the access that he wants in your life. You can speak to your mountain today. You don't have to worry. You can speak to your mountain because it is through obedience. This is by the word of God that you can speak to your mountain and say, Mountain, be thou removed. And God will remove that mountain for you because you're speaking to that mountain under the influence of the Spirit. You're speaking to that mountain under the power of the Holy Ghost. And so the words you speak is the word of God. The words you speak is according to the spirit of God. Discouragement, that mountain of discouragement, speak to it right now. Come on, I want you to work with me right here. That, 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 that mountain of discouragement, I want you to speak. I want you to say, discouragement, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to be now removed, to become a plane, to be flattened. Discouragement, move out of my way in the name of Jesus. The, the oppositions that are in your way, the financial constraint that you have, I want you to say it. I want you to speak it. I want you to say, uh, financial mountain, uh, be thou removed. Be thou flattened. Be thou leveled. Financial mountain, I command you to be thou level because I'm getting ready to walk on top of you. I'm getting ready to drive on top of you because the Lord, the spirit of the Lord is getting ready to provide all that I need financially. Oh, come on church lift your voice and speak to your mountain lift your voice and speak to your circumstances lift your voice and command according to the authority of the word of God and the power of the spirit and the power of the name of Jesus speak to your circumstance speak to your situation speak to your mountain and say be thou removed Ah, Katayara Basso Korobo Satanabaha.
Come on, church. God wants to help you this morning. God wants to help you today. He wants to help you today. He sent me by here to give you a word. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. But it is by His Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you right now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you right now. If you will lift your hands with me and just begin to declare the will of God. Begin to declare God's will. It will be done. It will be done. Financial mountain, come down. Financial mountain, come down. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody, there's a mountain in your marriage. There's a mountain in your marriage. I want you to speak to that mountain and command it to come down in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't you succumb to that mountain that's trying to get you all worked up and trying to get you discouraged in thinking that your marriage is not going to be successful. I command that mountain in your marriage to be made plain. Oh, to be brought down. Come on, church, worship the Lord today. Call on the name of Jesus Christ today. Call on the name of Jesus Christ today. Let the Spirit of God have free reign in your life. Let the Spirit of God flow in your life. God is here today to help you, to speak to you, to do what needs to be done. Give Him access. Give them access, church. Give them access. Give the Holy Ghost access in your life today. Open up your heart. Open up your mouth. And let him flow. And let him have preeminence in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Oh, glory, hallelujah. If you have never been baptized, you can give access to the Lord today and be baptized and experience the power of the Spirit working in your life. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can lift your hands and say, Jesus, I worship you. I give you free reign in my life. Do what you want in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. This is your hour. This is your opportunity for God to move on your behalf, for God to move upon your situation, for God to move in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Lift your hands one more time with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit today, I pray that you will move mightily in the life of every individual in this service. By your spirit today, Lord God, I pray that you will make their mountains plain, that you will level their mountains, 
that no longer, Almighty God, will their mountains be an obstacle, but allow them, Lord God, to walk on top of their mountains and go where you want them to go and do what you want them to do. Father, I pray that by your spirit today, oh God, faith will increase and that we will go in the way of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless your people today. Have your way in their life, Lord. We give you the praise and the honor, Lord. Bless and keep us, Lord. Oh, we thank you for this day. We thank you for blessing us and speaking to us. Have your way today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. If you've never been baptized and you want to be baptized, come, we'll baptize you today in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you, church. We love you. Have a great rest of your day. Worship the Lord if you want to continue in Jesus' name. Spirit, Lord. Oh, thank you for the Spirit. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the power. Thank you for the power. Oh. Thank you for the power. Send your spirit, God. Not the might. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. temple.